Faith is a journey. It's full of ups and downs, highs and lows. In many ways, the journey of faith is a lot like the journey to the top of a mountain. I'm here today at Shenandoah National Park at the trailhead to Old Rag Mountain. Did you know that Outdoor Magazine last year called this hike one of the top 25 hikes in the world? Now, I don't know that I'd go that far, but this is my favorite hike on the East Coast for sure. This hike has given millions of people epic highs and for some, epic lows. There are so many people who never make it to the top of this mountain. Now, what do you do in your faith journey when you experience lows and struggle and doubt creep in? You know, faith, it's hard. As you'll hear in this next song, struggle and doubt, it's just part of the journey. So Thomas, one of Jesus' disciples, he wasn't there when Jesus first appeared to his disciples. We don't exactly know why, but he wasn't there. And despite all of these disciples telling Thomas, we have seen Jesus risen from the dead, Thomas famously says in John 20, 25, he says, unless I see his hands, unless I put my finger where the nails were, unless I put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And with those words, Thomas cemented his legacy as doubting Thomas. Now, maybe you can relate because maybe for you, you, you need some firsthand knowledge like, like Thomas needed in order to believe. If you've been coming to Grace for any length of time, you've heard me share this formula. Belief equals reason plus faith. Belief equals reason plus faith. And here's the deal. Any belief that you have is requiring these two elements reason and faith. So if I believe my car is going to get me from point A to point B, it's because I believe, first of all, that it's reasonable, right? I I have evidence to believe that. So I started my car. It's got four tires on it. It's got gas in it. I'm totally good believing that it's going to get me there. But there's always an element of faith. I also believe that my car is not just going to fall apart as I drive down the road. I also believe that someone's not going to veer across their lane and hit me head on. So every belief that we have is comprised of reason and faith. Now, for some of you, you have a high faith quotient. So you heard Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And you were like, man, I'm good. I believe. And I got to tell you, if that's you, I am so jealous of your faith. Because for me, I have a high reason quotient. I, like Thomas, I need evidence. I'm, I'm very skeptical. And, and so I, I, I need that. It's really important for me. And I just want to encourage you that along this journey of faith, if you have a high reason quotient, you are going to be more prone to doubt. I got to tell you, I feel bad for Thomas. I mean, can you imagine being the person who is named after this statement? Don't be such a doubting Thomas. I mean, the guy makes one statement and that's how he's forever known 2,000 years later. It's crazy, you know? I think sometimes we see doubt as such a negative thing. It's kind of like, like this backpack here. You know, I mean, th- this backpack, while it's important for the journey, we often see it as, man, it's this big old heavy thing. And, and man, if I didn't have this backpack, I'd be so much faster. I'd be so much more efficient. But instead, I got to carry it. It weighs me down. It, it burdens me. 
But you know what's interesting is Jesus' response to Thomas's doubt. Jesus says in John 20, 25, he, he appears to Thomas and he says to him, he says, Thomas, look at my hands. Put out your finger and, and touch where the nail marks went. Put your hand into my side. Thomas, stop doubting and believe. I just think that is so encouraging. I mean, here you have Jesus and he doesn't admonish Thomas. He doesn't get all upset with Thomas. He gives Thomas what he needs. What I think is so cool is look at what Thomas's doubt leads to. It leads to Jesus showing up and, and helping him in his faith. So here's the deal. This backpack that seems so heavy and burdensome and, and such a bother, there's, there's awesome stuff about this. There's awesome stuff about, about our doubt. Look, I got, I got all sorts of gear in here. I got, I got warmer clothes from when we get on top of the mountain, right? I got, I got plenty of water. In fact, um, Ben actually thought that I could use some of this frou-frou vitamin water, which I'm probably not going to have, but, um, but I appreciate him doing that. And, and I got my lunch in here. I got, I got some chocolate granola. I got, I got fuel for the journey. And, and that's the thing, you guys is we can either allow our doubt to be something that we see as a real hindrance, something that's slowing us down, or we can see our doubt as fuel for the journey. So what I want to encourage you is make sure that when those doubts come along, you're allowing them to fuel your faith. And what I mean by that is instead of getting discouraged, Whatever, whatever is your struggle, whatever is your doubt, use that as fuel to go to God in prayer, okay? Be really direct with God. Say, God, this is the thing that I need your help with. I need you to show up the way you did for Thomas. Or use that as fuel to, to search the scriptures and try and come up with some answers to whatever is, is, is frustrating you or causing you to struggle. You know, when, when it comes to my faith, when it comes to my journey, I have so many questions and so many doubts. In fact, um, so many of these sermons are born out of doubt. They're born out of these questions and struggles that I have. And, and I just, most of the sermons that I do are just a result of, of really just figuring out, okay, what, God, what are you saying in the midst of this? And then, and then I'm just sharing it with you. So in your, in your doubt, you can either allow it to discourage you or you can allow it to fuel you. Well, I've now come to one of the most challenging parts of this trail. This is one of the most difficult sections of the hike. You know, when life gets difficult, that's when it's so easy for us to doubt. And that's certainly what happened to John the Baptist in Jesus' day. Um, According to Matthew's gospel, check this out, Matthew 11, 1 through 3, Matthew writes, After Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, this is John the Baptist, who was in prison, we'll come back to that in a minute, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else. Now, you got to understand, this is crazy. We're talking about John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the prophet who was announcing that Jesus was the Messiah. And now here he is basically saying, um, Jesus, are you really the Messiah? I mean, you talk about doubt. This is the last guy who should be doubting who Jesus is. And so 
here's the thing. Why is John the Baptist doubting here? Well, because he's been imprisoned by Herod and things have not gone the way he's expected. He is basically awaiting his execution. And instead of Jesus coming to save him, Jesus has gone to Galilee to continue to preach and teach there. And in fact, John the Baptist would soon actually be killed. So pretty rightly, I think we'd all agree, John the Baptist is kind of freaking out and he's doubting everything. And, and you and I can probably relate those times in life where, where things are challenging, where, where life is difficult, where we've been praying and, and God's not showing up or not getting answers. Um, it's so easy in those moments to doubt everything about our faith. Well, I want you to notice Jesus' response because it's such good news. Jesus says in the next couple of verses, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Now, what Jesus tells John through his disciples is basically nothing that John doesn't already know, and that is the point. He's basically saying to John, John, just look back. When you doubt, look back. Remember all that you've heard. Remember all that you've seen with your own eyes. When you doubt, John, look back. And that is Jesus' message to us when we doubt. When we doubt, we got to look back. And I want to encourage you, look back on those moments in your life where, where prayers were answered. Look back on those times, those, those God moments that just can't be explained away by coincidence. So when you doubt, look back. And you'll find that when you do, you have the strength to keep going in the journey. Don't you just love that moment when you're on a hike and you've been working hard, man, you're tired and you're, you're ready for a break and you find that spot that has the most amazing view and you just kind of sit down and relax and you get to reflect on the journey so far? Well, I want us to reflect on the faith journey so far. You know, we're, we're talking about doubt and, and what do we do when, when doubt creeps in? What do we, what do we come back to? And, and I want to help, especially those who have that high R quotient in that belief equals reason plus faith. And, and you need some, some reason to believe. So let me give you for a minute a logical basis that's a framework to explain the Christian faith. It goes like this. From looking around us, we have evidence that God exists. So it's just this idea from, from everything that we see that there must be a cause. Ultimately, something caused all this to be in existence. This is known as the first cause argument. And, and it basically is the argument that God exists. So if God exists, then miracles are possible, right? We have the miracle of this earth and everything around us. So, so if God exists, miracles are possible. From that, we have plenty of evidence that the gospels are historically reliable accounts. We know this both from internal arguments that show the consistency in the gospels and then also all sorts of archaeological evidence and then other historical evidence that prove the gospels are historically reliable. Now, if the Gospels are historically reliable, then what that means is that Jesus rose from the dead because that's what the Gospels proclaim. And then finally, if Jesus rose from the dead, then 
what Jesus says can be trusted. We can trust Jesus and his claims to be God. So in the midst of your doubt, in the midst of whatever it is you're facing, this is just a great way to come back and say, you know, this is what logically I can stand on when, when everything else is falling apart around me to say, you know what, I can, I can believe the Christian faith. Have you ever seen something that your mind just couldn't comprehend? I mean, how is this rock not falling on my head right now? You know, some of the disciples of Jesus had one of those moments. And uh, the tax collector, Matthew, in Matthew 28, he captures what happened. So, um, so Jesus, it says um, in Matthew 28, 16 and 17, Matthew says, Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Now, you have to understand this is Jesus appearing after his death and resurrection. So, so he's appearing to the disciples and it said that they saw and they worshiped, but some doubted. This is wild to me. They, they literally saw the risen Jesus Christ on the top of this mountain. And then they went, no, 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 no. I mean, was it too good to be true? Did they come back down off the mountain and go, was it just the altitude? I mean, what in the heck just happened? They couldn't believe it. Now, with that in mind, this is what Jesus says to those disciples, both to those who believed and to those who literally couldn't believe and they doubted it was him. He says, and Matthew records it, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, what is so amazing about those words is that Jesus is reminding all of us, including those of us who doubt, that it's all about him. It's all the authority. Everything centers on Jesus Christ. He is our rock. So when you doubt, focus on Jesus. Here's the deal, okay? At some point, uh, you are going to be hurt by Christians. At some point, the church is going to let you down. At some point, you're going to see things and, and they're going to cause you to doubt. You, you may have struggled to understand the Bible. Here's, here's what you can do when you doubt. Focus on Jesus. He is the rock. Christianity is all about Jesus. It's all about following him and being like him and putting our faith in Jesus Christ. So, in those moments where, where you struggle, when you doubt, when you question everything, come back to the rock who is Jesus Christ. Look at this view. You would never know that I'm actually afraid of heights, would you? I mean, we finally made it to the top of Old Rag Mountain. You know, so those disciples, they were on top of the mountain in Galilee. And Jesus says to them, he says, after he says, all authority has been given to me, he says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them everything that I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, what's so amazing about this, again, is that he's not just speaking to those disciples who believed in him and worshipped him when they saw the risen Savior. He's also talking to those disciples who in that moment were doubting what they were seeing. 
He said to them, I know you're doubting, but go, keep going, keep following me and bring others along. This is incredible. So think about this. When you doubt, just realize this, your doubt doesn't disqualify you from following Jesus. Your doubt doesn't disqualify you from having Jesus work in you and through you. And here's the other thing. Christianity, it's not a destination. So whether you find yourself on top of the mountain right now or deep down in a valley, either way, we are not supposed to stay there. What Jesus is reminding us is we are called to go. Keep going. Keep following Jesus. So in the midst of doubt, look back. Remember what God has done in the past and be strengthened by that. When you doubt, focus on Jesus. Forget all the other stuff. Focus on Jesus. He is our rock. And when you doubt, go. Keep going. Keep following after him. Let me pray for you. God, We just want to say thank you. Thank you that in the midst of our doubt, God, you don't condemn us. You don't get angry with us, but you say it's okay to doubt. God, please help us to continue to push in and to keep going, to keep following after you, even when we doubt. In Christ's name, amen.